1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: No, cool. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dave. All right, JP. Um, missing Warrior basketball right now, but we're heading into All-Star Weekend. And by the way, um, with Stanley and Goo hopping in here in less than an hour, you know, Goo went on that uh, Eric Bieniemy rant, a fair one, yesterday ah. during changeover two, and uh, today, according to the reports, we are moments away from Eric Bieniemy finally getting that new job. One problem. It's not a head coaching job. Oh, no. It's going to take the exact same job that he's held for years with the Kansas City Chiefs with the Washington Commanders, and... I, I like. I wish I didn't feel this way about it, but here's what I think is happening. And and Andy Reid actually spoke to this at one point. The enemy is being forced to go do it again. He's being forced to go do it without Patrick Mahomes, so that it doesn't simply look like you're doing it because Patrick Mahomes
2: and Andy Reid. Like I you, think that's equally yes, a part of it.
0: If you can go do it with someone else, if you can go do it with Ron Rivera, and Sam Howell, then we'll really, 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 really believe in you. Exactly. Which is tough, man. I mean, D'Amico Ryans is going to the Houston Texans, and I didn't hear anybody go, but dude, you've got Bosa and
2: Warner right. and Greenlaw and Charverius Ward. I do think it's uh, the Mahomes-Reed combo. And I think the the prevailing notion would be, yeah, Eric Bianami, you're the offensive coordinator, but not really. Andy Reid is the real OC. And, oh, by the way, you have Patrick Mahomes. So point. I think you're right. It sucks that he has to go out there and do it again. But I think that you nailed it in terms of the perception is go do it somewhere where you're actually going to be the guy doing it. I actually have seen this in in, in
0: real life. And I don't real life. Like outside of football, I, I saw this in our industry one time. A guy I ended up working for years later, but he was like, he was an assistant uh, program director at a major market radio station. And when the guy above him left, the corporation owning the radio station, he was kind of like, he was he's loved, he's a very nice guy, he's a good, he he does a good job. And they looked at him and they were kind of like, you know, he was the presumptive next and they hired someone else. And one of the bosses pulled him aside and said, I need you to go somewhere else so that you can come back. Wow. It's like you got to go prove it somewhere else. Yeah. And then and it's not fair and it stinks and it makes everybody around you mad. Um and and this is obviously different because there's clearly a race element going on here too. Yeah. But I've seen this before where and, and Andy Reid I guess said it behind some closed doors last week where he's like, you might need to go do this somewhere else so you can really show people who you are.
2: Exactly. And be outside of the shadow of Andy Reid, who is seen as one of the great offensive head coaches in the history of the league. And by the way, you have a generational player who's now won two Super Bowls as your key component if you're Eric Bieniemy, So it sucks that this has to happen, but if he goes to Washington and that offense shows an uptick and he unfortunately proves himself yet again to be head coach worthy, then he will go out and get a gig. Yeah. Now Kansas City doesn't get a comp
0: pick for this, right? Uh, I don't think so because it's a lateral move.
2: Exactly. It has, to be, yeah, it has to be a
0: promotion. Okay. It's going from OC to OC. Right. But as you point out, this OC might actually be the OC. Exactly. Um, as opposed to in Kansas City where you were the assistant OC to the head coach who was also the OC, right? Like the offensive coordinator for the 49ers is not actually the offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan is the offensive coordinator. Exactly. Yeah, so I think we get it. Um, all right. I'm interested that maybe you and the, you and me might be the only two people in this building. We walked in and saw the Patrick Beverly tweet. And again, context, there are no less than five tweets from Patrick Beverly last night with regard to where he would love to go play next. He's responding to fans who are like, dude, you're getting bought out in Orlando. Come play for our team. And so he's saying something nice about each team. Like, hey, come back to the city. The Bulls need leadership. And Patrick responds, playing at the crib is definitely a vibe. Hashtag Chicago kid. (laughs) All right, so there's that. Right? Here's another one that says, come back to Houston. Uh, his response, good times. I miss the H. <laughs> okay. Heart emoji. <laughs> okay. Um, here's another one. Come back home, Pat. Hashtag Clipper Nation. He responds, heart emoji. Oh. Just okay. heart. No words. Just heart. Um, dear Timberwolves, sign Patrick Beverly. Sincerely, Minnesota. His response, real one. Heart emoji. Oh,
2: okay. Right? Uh, one year in Minnesota. And yep. then you and
0: Draymond on the court together? Magic. Let's go, Dub Nation. And the response is winning at the highest level, a player's dream. Double heart emoji. Du- double? Double. Double up. Uh, uh. Double heart emoji. Yes. Man, okay. So, I Pat Bev. It's not like he's actually pointing directly at the Warriors, and it's not like I think the Warriors are looking for another guard. I don't think that. However, um, there are a couple of interesting things here. Number one is that Draymond Green, after the game last week, is literally out here going, essentially, we're missing the dog in us. Yes. Like, I'm doing what I can. I've not been able to get the rest of the players on this team to have the defensive dog in us. And if that's true... And what you're having is problems with motivation on the defensive end. Well, then Patrick Beverly in your
2: locker room. Be a dull. Well, you could convince me of that. It makes some sense. Right. Could At this- the very least, he's a guy who can go out there and be feisty. He can guard the basketball. You don't have a lot of on-ball defense right now. He's probably not going to be a real scoring threat. And at times, you have lineups where you don't have a lot of scores, Draymond Green included. However, if you want a guy to go out there and get into Ja Morant, if you want a guy to go out there and run around and get feisty with Devin Booker, Patrick Beverly is the kind of instigator, the kind of defensive presence that if I'm looking in the buyout market, He's a guy you can at least wind up and throw out there and go do some things.
0: I can give you two responses: one for and one against,
2: just from the X's and O's standpoint.
0: Which is a Dante Divincenzo. Dante uh, Divincenzo has been way too good to have somebody who sort of would come in in the same position and and you'd think in the same spot on the floor, the same lineups, is he going to come in and be a part of the second unit and go next to Jordan Poole? Well, it's like DiVincenzo's got that, and I don't want DiVincenzo off the floor. He's been their best bench player, uh, not named Jordan Poole, and he's been their best two-way player off the bench for sure. However, here's the other side of this. Well, you, you went out and acquired GP2, Where exactly was he supposed to go? Right. It's the exact same size, same player who does same things. Um, Now, they're different offensive players, but the idea that this is somebody who'd come in and be a one-slash-two guard who can really be a lockdown defender, if you were going to acquire GP2,
2: now let's say GP2 can't play the rest of the year. Right. Now are you interested in Patrick Beverly? Absolutely. And I'm interested in him anyway because, to me, you don't have enough backcourt defense right now. You've got Steph and Jordan Poole who play a bunch. Neither one of them is a very good defender. DiVincenzo, good defender. He's not elite. And I know Patrick Beverly is not the same elite defender he once was, but he does give you that snarl factor. And if you have GP2 and you have Patrick Beverly, you got Draymond Green, you got Andrew Wiggins, All of a sudden now you can put out in spots a defensive heavy lineup. Maybe you have Steph Curry as the fifth man in that lineup. I don't know how it would work in terms of too many guards, but the more defensive bodies that you can throw at a team, the better. And again, we're not talking about a guy who's going to play 25 minutes a night. And by the way, Patrick Beverly... Averaging 27 minutes a game for the Lakers. He played a bunch this sure, year. Sure, So he's, he's got, still fresh he's enough. Got, he's played enough to be ready to go. Yeah,
0: he's got plenty of physical side, whatever, action ready, left in the tank. I don't think there's any question there. I, what about the emotional side, though? Let, let's just be honest. Warrior fans don't like Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Uh, no, Nobody likes Patrick Beverly. We walked in this morning. Kyle's like, no, 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 no. You, you can't put on my uniform. And I immediately thought about it, and I go, I get it. My first response is the same. There are a handful of players out there in every league. For me, Dylan Brooks, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, James Harden, the players that we Warrior fans have really rooted against and who have been adversaries, I don't want them on my team. Except for history proves that I'm full of it history proves that you the fan are full of it oh i don't want that guy on my team right until richard sherman does come and then you love him and then you love him i mean a mediocre receiver lob screaming in your tv i've never been on the 50. oh my gosh i couldn't when richard sherman did that it stuck with me the whole night i was livid i'm like i can't stand that guy right And then four years later, I was at the game when Minnesota and Kirk Cousins came to town for the playoffs, and Richard Sherman picked off Kirk Cousins, and I stood up and did pirouettes in my seat. I love you, Sherm. Exactly. We're full of it. We're all full of it. For the most part. I think there is a line, though. Maybe, but we'll switch our... I don't know if I could deal with Dylan Brooks, but it's what we were talking about, you know, Styles. We were all talking about this earlier, like... When someone gets issued
2: the uniform you root for, what is it exactly you're supposed to do? Root against your team? If that player is somebody who's done things that you cannot stomach. And I mentioned Trevor Bauer earlier as an example. Trevor Bauer is out of baseball right now. The Dodgers are paying him $25 million to not pitch. He probably can still be an effective pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yep. So he sits out this year, and then next year, all of a sudden, he's throwing on the side, and he's hitting 95 on the gun again. And it's like, boy, you're a team that needs a starting pitcher. Is Trevor Bauer a player that you could stomach? Now here, I think that would be a player that would be over the line, not only because of what he's done off the field, but the, the person he is and the fact that he's a Dodger. All those things. Now, you as a Giants fan, let's say you get into next year, and your rotation is one right-handed pitcher away from being really good, and Trevor Bauer's out there. And the Giants decide that they sign Trevor Bauer. Are you going to boycott the team? You're a diehard Giants fan. You go to 20 games a year minimum, you'd go to more if you
0: could. I don't know if I'd... Yeah, I don't think I'd ever boycott the team. I would hate... I would hate that. I would probably right. not. I would I would knowingly not buy tickets to that game if Trevor was was pitching. Right. But I mean, look, our teams do this to us all the time. How y'all feel about the owner of the Giants? How you doing?
2: Everybody like that? Well, which owner? You're talking about the Fair. and some people don't care, but I know right. a lot of people, some people who do. Some people support the causes that he supports. Yes, and there are many who
0: don't, and there are many who are very turned off right. by it, but I don't think it gets to the point of I'm not buying tickets or I'm not buying uh I'm not going to a game. Uh, Teams do this to us all the time. It's on different levels. Is it about playing? Is it about politics? Is it about the legal realm? For me, the Bay Area as a sports market has always made the legal realm a priority. And even though Trevor Bauer was never found guilty of anything, that sort of dips a toe in, in that water for sure. Deshaun Watson is another name. Would you want him as the quarterback of your team? My answer would be no, for multiple reasons. One, he doesn't look like he can play like he used to. But the bigger one is, like, I just, I don't, even though Deshaun's thing is nowhere near what a Ray Rice or any of that stuff was, I just... That's sort of that like mental headache that I, y- y- I want to go to the game and feel good. And, and I know for a lot of fans, they don't care about this, but when I hear that a clubhouse has a whole lot of chemistry and they're good dudes, and I know we say that even just as like, oh, it, it actually means they're just a good interview. We don't right. know Deep that they're down, good. We dudes. don't know. We don't know. And every locker room is going to have good people and bad people because there's just so many of them. But that matters to me if, These are people that have chemistry, they get along, they look other people in the eye, they're respectful to everyone around them. That matters to me. It doesn't matter to some fans. But Patrick Beverly's totally different. Patrick Beverly will give you an interview. He'll look you in the eye. Right. He'll also annoy the living hell out of you on the court. When he's on the other team. Yeah.
2: When he's your guy, I don't, you know, and we have one. His name's Draymond Green. we've had players on the Warriors who have inflicted injury upon the opposition and you're more likely going to excuse that when it's your guy. Like in Memphis... We made one an executive. Exactly. And (laughs) that was one moment and whether or not it was clumsy or intentional, only he knows, but... Dylan Brooks in Memphis is probably not reviled. He's probably revered more than he is reviled based on the way he plays. Marcus Smart's a great example, and people on the YouTube have mentioned that already before in terms of, you know, he's trying to twist guy's leg and whatnot. If he's on your team... You're a Marcus Smart fan. If you're playing against him, Patrick Beverly, another good example, you're going to be less likely to be somebody who wants to support him.
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting too. I think even in the legal realm, it matters the way people handle the accountability after it happens. We got some people on the uh, the YouTube chat right now saying, um, you know, asking, "Would I root for Mike Vick?" Um, Listen, I now am a dog owner. I, I I love animals that turned my stomach to a degree that is unimaginable and and you know there's there's geographic cultural stuff in this conversation for sure um but I will say this about Mike Vick Mike Vick did not come back and thumb his nose at at what was going on Mike Vick took accountability Mike Vick came back and was incredibly apologetic I think Mike Vick felt like um, he learned some things in that process. I'm a big fan of second chances. I'm a big fan of second chances. When somebody keeps messing up, and they're like, "What, Manziel, Bauer?" If you keep messing up, and you're like, "Leave me alone. This is not fair. You're, you're. This is out of context." I, I mean, even even Watson has not been great with the way I feel he's addressed. This situation, uh, he's been very evasive, I think, right. is, is, is maybe the best word. Like that, I don't know. That just doesn't, that doesn't feel good. I want to feel good when I'm sitting there watching my team.
2: Right, and there are certain transgressions or crimes that are more acceptable in different parts of the country, different markets. We know here that, you know, even the Giants owner, for example, I don't know if he's ever done anything illegal, but we know that some of the... Causes that he supports may not align with the majority of the fan base, and so at that point, you have to make a determination are you that upset by what he does with his own money and his own private time? If that upsets you so much, then don't be a fan of the team, right? He has gone
0: back on his word, there's that, like you're right, it's not illegal. Uh, but when you come out and you're, like, not going to do this anymore, and then you keep doing this over and over. Fine.
2: You know, but then yeah. we can have a discussion as to whether or not that's anyone's business or if that affects the bottom line for the Giants. I don't think that attendance is down because mr johnson happens to support these causes uh, i don't I agree
0: with that attendance I mean, it, is going to be down because aaron judge and carlos correa play on different teams exactly
2: because your product is not that appealing uh-huh. and the expense of your product has not gone down commensurate to the product you're putting out there i think that's a much bigger factor than where he spends his political dollars uh 888
0: let's go to clayton in union city um hey clayton you're on with willard and Dams. what are you doing
2: Hey, uh, well, I'm driving down the uh, 880 Corridor, so uh, lovely traffic today.
0: Oh, good old uh, Nimitz. Uh,
2: Damn it. Oh, yeah, the old Nimitz Highway. But, yeah, you're talking about, I don't like Patrick Bever- Beverly, but I also hated Rafi Torres, and then he came to the Sharks. I did not like Sherman, and then he came to the Niners, and then I was... You know, a little, I respected. I always respected their play, but I didn't like them as on the other team. So I think for, for Patrick Beverly, it's like, well, what do we need? More uh, defensive junkyard dogs. And uh, I'd be okay with it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm like, I right, I can see it. I'm,
0: I'm with you, Clayton. I'm totally with you. Like, I'm not trying to pin anybody with this. This is inherent to sport. This is the way we fan. If the player is on our team, we can find a way to wrap our head around it and make excuses for it. If he's on the other team, we think it's absolutely unconscionable. We do, and that's just the way it works. The Dodger fans who threw syringes at Barry Bonds rooted for Manny Ramirez. And and, and let's point the finger at ourselves. We still look back at Barry Bonds and we're like, this is the greatest thing that we've ever seen on a baseball diamond. It wasn't clean. Come on. Stop. Was he great? Yes, was right. he the greatest? Maybe. Was he great before his head was a size eight and a half? Absolutely. Did we enjoy the hell out of all of it? Totally. So I get all the good memories, but it
2: wasn't clean, right. Of it's, course it wasn't clean. But it's the nature of your team and you know you're gonna be more apt to excuse a guy or justify a guy and all the rest of it. And you know, when you look at this situation, Patrick Beverly, he is, I don't know if dirty player is fair. Close. But he, exactly. He, Annoying at he's minimum. On, yeah. He's on that edge. And he's a classic guy where if he's on your team, you're going to feel better about him. Draymond Green, I think, is a tremendous example of this. Draymond Green
1: is not a dirty player. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: But the way he goes about playing the game of basketball, if he's on your team, you love him. And he's won four championships here. So we revere him. Eventually he will have his number retired. He's going to be one of the all-time great golden state warriors but ask the other 29 teams around the association how they feel about draymond green
0: instigator like these are instigators
2: and crybaby, and all the rest of it yeah
0: and 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 teams need those by the way matt barnes who was on the show earlier this week had a little bit of this in him and he wore so many different jerseys if he if he if he wasn't wearing your jersey that was a that was not a player who you found likable when you watched him play but that was actually his role. So, I I, I don't know. These, these these things all sit with us in a different way. Like, okay, there was a second last year. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. But the Dodgers allowed Clayton Kershaw to be a free agent last offseason. If the Giants had been like, yeah, one year, Clayton Kershaw,
2: how you doing? I love it. You like it? Yeah. And that if all the Dodgers that you want to hate, he was one of the ones, for me, it's tough to hate the guy. He's just damn good. He's a nice guy. He is a shining example. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's the Dodgers Buster Posey. Like, Dodger yeah, fans a great feel way the to put same it. way about Buster that maybe we feel and about Clayton. the fact Clayton. that he goes out and it's eight and a third, four hits allowed, and one earned virtually every single time... The only reason why you hate the guy is because he's a Dodger. If he was a Minnesota Twin, we'd oh, boy, Clayton Kershaw, he's the best. That's true about all of them though. Like yeah, we right. hate the Dodgers because they're Dodgers. But there are certain Dodgers that you hate more, sure. based on their Dodgerness. Who's the hated Dodger
0: right now? Who's the one that you're just like, Ugh. is it is it Urias? Is it the other? Like maybe like because usually it has to be someone who's kind of a lifetime Dodger. Like I'll give you yeah. like Trey Turner and Mookie Betts. Only sort of feel like Dodgers to me. Those are sort of Dodgers. Kershaw, you just detailed, doesn't give you a whole lot
2: to hate. Is it Max Muncy? Yeah, guy, probably. That's you know, a good call. Yeah.
0: It's go get it out of the ocean, guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Something about My Urias. Dodger hatred
0: ended. Yeah. yeah. I,
2: something about Urias. <laughs> I, I mean, I like watching him pitch. He's a great pitcher. Yeah, I don't like watching him pitch. You don't like the glasses, and you don't I, like I the want the I want the other
0: I want the hitter to crush the ball every time. Oh, he's filthy though. Yeah, he is. That's why I don't like him. I get it, but I don't mind the Dodgers who stink. Those are great, <laughs> of course. I love watching. One of the reasons I was open to Cody Bellinger coming to the Giants is I, he doesn't bother me because he always would strike out until he went and got that stupid hit to win Game Five, right? A few years ago. Outside of that, I was like, I why I love watching Bellinger out there. So yeah, he throws the ball into the stands. It was great. I'm like, you do you, Cody. I like this. <laughs> All right. Um, 888-957-9570. We got time for more of your phone calls coming up next here on Willard and Dibs.
2: Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, you got
0: a good one. I like this. This is fun, by the way, right? What players... Like, imagine them being on your team, and how does that sit with you? So, here's another good one. Go
2: ahead. Fire away. It's uh, Manny Machado, who has made it pretty clear that he's opting out after this year. He signed a 10-year deal with San Diego, and after five of those years, which will be at the end of this year, I'm out. He doesn't want to stick around for five years and $150 He feels like he would be underpaid. He wants to go out there and get that big free agent money. So I asked you during the break, Mark, you as a diehard Giants fan, would Manny Machado be a player that you wouldn't want in town based on his overall demeanor and his act?
0: First of all, a couple things. The first thing is... Oh, my God. He's already been with
2: the Padres for five? This is year five. He signed in February of 19, (laughs) right? Where's the world go? Tell me about it, bro. What? I told you this during the break. Uh, My baby, who many of you remember from a previous job, I used to record him when he was three years old. You got to get down. Good knowledge and all the rest of it. He's graduating college. (laughs) Yes, Mark. I
0: actually said that to somebody.
2: Dude.
0: Somebody came up to me at McKinnis last week and was like, radio? You? tips, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're we sitting there talking, and and the conversation went to that. Didn't he? Used to, did he yeah. Both of you used to be at the other place. And yeah, and there's this kid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, that kid's about to graduate from college. Graduating kid, college. Dude almost dropped his putter and fell over dude. into convulsions right there because it does. It crushes you.
2: Crushes it me, It man.
0: crushes anybody when you there's a kid... And right, oh, they used to babysit, and you're like, yeah. Now they're an accountant. And you're just yeah. like,
2: what? That's yeah. It shakes your trees, man. I was going through my garage uh, the other day, and I was finding old team photos from teams I coached. And there was a freshman girls' team that I coached at Santa Fe High. And I looked at it, 1997, huh. and I start doing the math, and I'm like, these these ladies, these girls are now 40 year old women. I graduated college
0: in 1997. Yes. Yeah. I I mean these were. <laughs>
2: But yeah, so I mean, these were freshmen in high school and now you start doing the math. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, if they're 14 and 97, that means they're 40. This little third string point guard is now a 40
0: year old woman. Long time. Like the the only thing that hasn't happened since 1997 is like, uh, I don't know, the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Oh, (laughs) oh, and and the 49ers winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, and the Dodgers winning a World Series. Yes, I said it. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Bubble chip. Ask me again. Ask me again about Manny Machado. You
2: want Manny Machado to be a a giant?
0: Oh, hell yeah. Really? Oh, yeah.
2: Is it because he's a padre? No, it's because he's good. Right, but if he was a dodger this good, like Max Muncie, If Max Muncie was a giant? See, there's two ways to look mm -hmm. at that. Like, you don't like the guy,
0: but then you're also... It's like a double weakening of your opponent. If you take a great player from an opponent... You like not only are you getting better, they're getting worse. I think it's great, but Manny Machado is never like he's an instigator. He's got an attitude, but that doesn't bother me. Like he's a very good player. The only the only reason you would not want Manny Machado is when he opts out. He's going to be thirty, so you're going to get one of those ten year deals till they're forty. Yeah, and you're already in a spot where like okay, so how many how many good years does Machado have left? He seems like the kind of guy, his swing, his arm. I do feel like he could play well to 37, but even still, like I, and he's going to go onto the market at the same time as Shohei. So, what's Machado going to get when Otani is over here getting 500? Couldn't Machado's agent, by the way, I think, is Machado Boris? Or is that, I know that Machado and Bryce Harper were on the market together. And uh, Bryce, Dan Lozano. Okay, Bryce was the was the Boris yeah. guy. All right. Anyway, if you're Machado's agent... Dan Lozano. Aren't you walking in and going, look, okay, if Shohei's getting 500, well, then my guy get 350. 350, doesn't Manny Machado get 10 years and 350 next year? The only reason he wouldn't is because of this Bally's thing that just happened, yeah. which is going to trickle down to player salaries, and therefore it's going to take about half the team's off the board. And and that lowers leverage for
2: the player. And Shoei's getting more than 500. I got him closer to 700. No. No. No.
0: You you don't
2: actually think that. I I think he's getting getting more than 500. You're talking about a a two... Ah. He's a two-way all-star. I know. He's a top seven pitcher and he's a top seven hitter in all of baseball. He's two players in one. Give me the actual over-under and let's do a bet. Uh, Give me the actual...
0: Over under. Don't say seven hundred.
2: Seven hundred is hyperbole. I mean the
0: actual over under for Shohei Otani's contract. His
2: total number. I think if I put it at four fifty, I think that that's too low. And I think five hundred might be too high. I'm going to put it at four eighty. Mark over under total oh. value at four eighty. I think four eighty is a good number because he's going to get Shohei Otani is what going to be 20- he's turning twenty nine in July. So he'll be 29. So 20, right, right. So you figure 11 years, you figure, yeah, 11 he's, years. He's right in between what Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge were
0: in terms of age.
2: If you give him a 12-year deal, which seems ridiculous, but that's what these guys get now. 12 years, $40 million a year, $480. i am putting the over-under at $480. I don't think
0: I reject the 12 years part. I don't think anybody's paying you now you're paying Shohei until he's turning 42 and he's a pitcher.
2: Well, I don't think that he'll be both all
0: the way through that. Right, which is going to lower what you'd pay for him. In you theory, know what I mean? like like if you're just looking at Shohei as a hitter, well now you're talking about a very very good player, obviously a top of the market player, but not someone who's going to blow uh, you know, Trey Turner or Aaron Judge's AAV out of the water. It'd be about the same. So and and we know this they they're going to build it so that the price goes down at the end on the back half. What if I told you he was only going to get 10 years? Now what do you think the AAV looks like?
2: Uh probably I'd say 42 and a half just, a year. Just for fun, I'll take the under. On, on 480. 80. Yeah, I'll take What the, if I put it at 450? I
0: probably Cuz that's the, re- I'd probably take the over. Okay. Say, here's
2: the thing that's in Shohei. Trout signed a 12-year, and a dollars contract, and I know he was younger. Yeah,
0: and it was, and it was 12. Like, I don't think
2: it, it, teams
0: would not be smart to go 12 years for Otani, but maybe they'll have to. Here's what's working for Shohei. Yeah. Desperation. Sensation. Thank you. You're going to have teams next year, I believe, who are so desperate to be the team that lands Shohei. The Dodgers and Giants both just had terrible off seasons and they're both going to be dying for this guy. And if we believe that thought out there, which is he wants West Coast, I know people keep bringing up the Mets, but let's go on the premise that he wants to be on the West Coast. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't you say the Giants right now are the second favorite to land him?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Dodgers won Giants too. Sure. Sure. If he wants to be on the West Coast, I, yeah, maybe you throw the Mariners in there as well. As I a yes, but I mean, are, are they financially doing that? I don't know. I maybe don't know. it d- depends on you know where they see themselves. Because last year they were relevant for the first time so in a generation.
0: Think about it. if I'm Shohei's agent. Aren't aren't are, I? I'm targeting this. First of all, you got two teams that are coming off of terrible off seasons. Um, they are both right there in the california market where this would play so so well where shohei wants to be and oh by the way they're bitter rivals it's gonna drive the price up they're both dying for this guy and if you're shohei it's kind of funny oh no one would come to oracle park as a hitter because you can't hit there well he's a pitcher too so what about that yeah exactly So which shohei wants which ballpark the pitcher wants to play for the Giants, and the hitter wants to play for the Dodgers. Is there a way he can do both, then? <laughs> now batting, right. Shohei Otani. Right. He throws on a Dodger uni when he's up. Throws it to himself. <laughs> and changes bad. uniforms to see if he can run to home plate by the time the ball
2: gets there. He'll be 29 the day after the 4th of July. July 5th, he turns 29. Yeah. I think he gets 12 years because of the desperation you're talking about. I'm going to take the
0: under on 12, and I'm going to take the under on 480. But your 450... Yeah, I think I think the number probably gonna be at least that.
2: Seven hundred million dollars, Mark. <laughs> Stein and
0: Gore jumping in here next. It's Willard and Dibbs. I will jam that down, Steinie's throat All day. Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz of Steiny and Guru. 12-3 on 95-7 the game. Now back to Willard and Dibbs. What the, guys, what do you got? Dibbs, Willard, what do you got? 49ers, Giants, Warriors. No, I'll tell you what we got. We got the last segment before I become your co-host, Steiny. I cannot wait. I'm live and local, all day Monday here on 95-7 the game. It starts with Spagal. Great job, down. 5 to 6 in the morning, 6 to 10. Alan Stiles and Larry Kruger, 10 to 2. Willard and Steine. <sighs> Willard versus Steine. Popcorn ready. Yeah. And then 2 to 6, Whitey and Ray Ratto will come in here and talk into microphones.
2: Looking forward to it. Yep. You get four hours, too, to stretch out, Mark. Jeez. It'll be nice for you to actually get know. a chance to, to, to a stretch lot. out your takes <laughs> over the course of four hours. Willard,
0: Stein. <laughs> Get in me. <laughs> yeah. 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 it'll be good to have some space to finally yeah. finish a thought. <laughs> exactly. Go around Lord. here. Lord.
2: Tell a story. I, I can't wait until you and Steiny swap five-minute stories. <laughs> It's going
0: to be great. Well, the, the good news is is if anybody needs to use a restroom, we can just do it in the <laughs> middle of the show. Right. It's like, uh, you know what I'm watching right now? Susan Slusser has tweeted out video of Kyle Harrison pitching to Blake Sable. Oh, boy. And I mean, hearts are dropping into stomachs. It's butterflies and rainbows and lollipops around here. Kyle Harrison <laughs> pitching to Blake Sable. Pitchers and catchers,
2: baby. Right. Pitchers oh. and catchers catchers an yeah, air quote sort of because yeah lake sable and i read the the slusser piece this morning front page of the sporting green which is not really green anymore discuss but he is not a catcher, yet he is somehow might the might become one. Right. He's right. The, the leader in the clubhouse, maybe a rule
0: five draftee. Um, I mean he's a good player. Uh he can catch as opposed to being a catcher. Right. You know the way the Giants are. They totally get excited at the idea of people who can like play multiple positions right you got some outfielder who can catch farhan's like totally <laughs> and as a left hand hitting catcher oh, so left hand a
2: sable bart catcher platoon and you know what he does
0: he hits home runs yeah he does he hits big flies he hits the ball into the bay dibs in the minor leagues yeah that's right there's no bay there but anyway minor league stats yeah boy um we'll see we'll see anyway you know what while we're sitting here on the baseball tip it didn't even dawn on me when you said the whole Manny Machado has already come out and publicly said that he's opting out next year. And you're right. I just watched the video for myself. This is not going to play well with the Padres. This is kind of an odd thing to do in February to come out and start talking about your contractual situation at the end of the season, right? And confirm that you're opting out. Don't forget. The Juan Soto acquisition that the Padres made, like, they didn't re-sign him to a massive deal. Washington offered him the big deal. He turned it down. He ends up traded to the Padres. There's been no promise, no contract for Juan Soto long-term. I I mean, what exactly? I know the Padres have built something really, really cool, and they've got their fans activated, and I think they're going to be a fantastic team this year and really hard to beat. But you also wonder if the clock is ticking. Are you telling me that with Fernando Tatis's contract already on the books and potential steroid issues there, are you telling me that within one year, the Padres are both going to re-sign an opting out Manny Machado and lock up Juan Soto for the future as well at what would be a price tag of close to a billion dollars? Uh, Ah, That that doesn't sound like that's going to happen No
2: chance It feels as you were describing it Like uh, the Los Angeles Rams In terms of what they did They stacked all these players They stacked all these names Now they won the Super Bowl But after that They stunk this year And it feels like this thing is breaking apart The Rams don't feel like they're a threat this year And it seems like They're going to have to go into some sort of a rebuild Or a reload mode And you look at the Padres You mentioned it And don't even forget about Xander Bogarts making 25.45. That's right. Machado, 32. You Darvish, 25. Musgrove makes 20. Snell at sixteen six. Good Drew Lord. Drew Pomerantz and Robert Suarez, 10 apiece. Hater. Hater's in the building making 14.1. Juan Soto making 23. 23 on a one-year. But he's got an ARB. He's got another ARB after this year. Right. But that what's un- that ARB mun- the number going to be if he has another good year? 35? 25 to 30 on the at least. ARB tip?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then unrestricted free agent after next year. Right. So all of that's got to get figured out when we get to the end of this season in 12 months' time. Right. What are you doing with Machado? What are you doing with Soto? And how does that fit with the massive contracts that you already have? And what are you getting out of those contracts? Because if Tatis can't get himself right, or if he was a a production of steroids to
2: begin with, then what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, so... So Tatis is 7.7 this year. Then 11.7 next year. Then it's 20.7, 20.7, 25.7, 25.7, 36.7 in, what in year? 2029, <laughs> 36.7 in 2030. So that Tatis thing, Woo. if he is a needle creation, you're on the hook for a big piece of change. It's very interesting. I like your comp
0: to the Rams. And uh, look, would you trade places? as the giants would you trade places with the padres right now? Yes, for a year for yes, sure. You, yes, you would. However, as we've talked about this so much, like I always want my my hope for any team is continued annual relevance. I don't want to trade one good year and then get 10 crappy ones on the back end of that. That doesn't sound fun. Um I don't know that that's what the padres will do. They've got other players, but yeah, man, they, they, it sort of feels like they got to win this year or next year, or or it all changes. Right. I would, I would imagine.
2: Well, like you said, I mean, the contracts you got Juan Soto, you're gonna have to make a decision on. Can you really give him a three hundred million dollar deal? Looks like you won't have Machado to worry about because he's opting out. For Soto, Soto's gonna be more than that. He's only twenty four years old. Jeez, uh, you're right. <laughs>
0: That was the problem. Seven
2: hundred million dollars. What did Washington offer
0: him? They offered him like three fifty yeah, right. or more. He said no. Yeah, Soto is going to be the one in in a year and a half. Juan Soto will be ready to roll at age. He will not. It is going to be going into his age twenty five season, and he is going to totally have the right to walk in and be like, I want fourteen years, <laughs> seven hundred million. No, but 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 pushing five yeah 450 at least i gotta remember what
1: washington offered him and he said no okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better